trying to uh, stretch it out today. I really appreciate it. It's just very blueberry. Why though? You keep saying it. Well, I keep saying and I've told you the reason why there's a lot of blueberries in there. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's just every time I drink it, I go, oh yeah. Every time? Mm. Your mouth needs to get used to it then. You've really drank the whole thing. Yeah. Very sensitive taste. Very sensitive taste. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, people out there. I want to know, what do people do while they're listening to this podcast? Uh, let me know. What are you doing whilst you listen to this? Are we like a gym podcast while you're in the gym? No, nah. surely not. I think like a car podcast while you're driving? Yeah. While you're walking your pet? Maybe a background noise podcast, for sure. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can imagine working out to like this. It's not... It's a conversation. I, I've been known to work out to, to podcast that talk. I find that so weird. That's very weird. Why? You're in the gym anyway. Mm-hmm. You've got to get this work in anyway. And now I get to listen to something interesting, hear some different opinions, hear a theme talked about. Yeah, it's just not for me. No? I need more energy, I think. Fair. I guess it's extreme to extreme. It'll either be a podcast or it'll be like motivational speaking and interviews of like extreme people and like basically kicking my backside through the entire workout. I do like that kind of thing too. Yeah, I'm just music. <laughs> I don't work out, so I'm just nothing. You not believe in the gym? It's just, no, it's just way too much effort. It's just too much commitment for She me. doesn't need to yet anyway. Oh, you're still at that young age where metabolism does all the hard work? I think so. Lucky she for think some. So. She knows so, know she just so. can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We've got time for humbleness. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, welcome back to this week's podcast. Um, this week's podcast is has uh, been recorded the day before the, the biggest day of the year. Um, well, possibly the... No, it's probably the third. Maybe the fifth. Maybe the fourth. Fifth? Yeah. Fourth. Fourth. I'll take fourth. What's bigger? My birthday. Right, agreed. Christmas day. Ah, I don't know about that one. And then the two kids. Yeah. Mm. Eh, mm, we'll take it into consideration. But yes. I also do really like Easter, so it is verging <laughs> on being less than that. Uh, yeah, it's the big day tomorrow. I finally turned 23 and, you know, it's been it's been a, a long time coming. He did. So you're the same age as Storm? As I've been saying for the longest time. <laughs> But I mean, in every speech, if we were no all blind, I still wouldn't believe you to be fair. Most people believe us in the speeches, I feel. Mm. When I say, oh, yeah, I went to the same school, Storm, she's here below me. No question marks. Maybe two in the whole time we've been speaking. <laughs> what? What? How would you split the audience? I would say most people think you're pushing 30. Lies. <laughs> Lies. And then when you say that, it's more like a... Lies. Let's not question it because that was actually really embarrassing to say Lies. you're pushing 30 if he's not. Such lies. lies. Such That's lies. Fun. And everyone thinks I'm like 
a child, so... Yeah, we've got called her parents before, so I just feel True. like... True, but it's such lies. We've had so many occasions where I've been like, oh, see, see, go and tell them in the back in the office. And I would only do that if I was being confident. That happened one time. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Once. Nah, you're exaggerating. I get called early 20s very often. Mid 20s, very often. And I'll hold that. It's fact. It's fact. It's fact. I feel like the age gap between you and I, mm. people would think is more than like two years. Yeah, yeah. I showed a picture of you in the speech uh, yesterday, not yesterday, I wasn't speaking yesterday. Last week, last speech I did. <laughs> he goes, oh, you're punching, ain't you? Like right in the front row. You know, I was like... Day to day, no, but sometimes on Instagram pictures, maybe. <laughs> I I think I think day to day, all day, and I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. This is goals. This is what aspiration's about. Um... What if it get? helps, I have been compared to a squirrel already this morning. <laughs> because I spoke to it. Because when they sent me the house, Murray was like, oh, good to know that you've still got your, your teeth. <laughs> I wow. was like, thanks. And he was like, so squirrel-like with your teeth and your cheeks. And I was like, thanks, Murray. <laughs> wow. But just in case I was ever up for hibernation, I'd be absolutely fine. <laughs> Fair play. Um, we're live on Instagram as well. And there's a little bit where you can ask, ask questions. Now, I don't know where it is, but... Uh, Stephanie has figured it out and she's submitted a question. The first question is, which songs motivate you the most? Oh, that's a good question. Which songs we motivate you the most? We spoke about this actually on Saturday. Yeah, literally. Like, what songs do you want to wake up to? One of my favourite songs is L-O-V-E by Nat King Cole. Oh, such a great song. That's like How does it go? From Parent Trap. I kind of think... Because <laughs> I can't play it because of a copyright. <laughs> Are you saying that my singing wouldn't match it very well? Therefore, there would be copyright. That's very uh, rude. I'm saying if it's better than the original, they won't ask for any copyright, is what I'm saying. Um, Olive. Love is more than just a game. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah, that one. Very, very, very extraordinary. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then, like, actual gym. Mm. I feel like uh, the Eminem song from 8 Mile to Lose go with Yes. Fair, it's classic, classic. You had one shot. Yeah. One I opportunity. Thank you. One moment. But have you already started your workout when you started? Because obviously he talks a fair bit. No, or no, you no. Like... like I'm on the sofa. And then I listen, like from, and, and then I start it. Like I'm already stepping. So you step on a step, a quick start. And he's like, yo, if you had one shot, but you're already yeah. walking. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. fair. I learned recently that I wait for the drop to work out. Oh, that's yeah. a lot. I was there in the gym, there was music playing, it was like, and I could feel it coming, so I was waiting, and it went, then it dropped, and then the bench press started. And oh, it felt like, yeah. well, no one has time for that. We're with it, we're doing this together. This is why you never finish your workout in time, because we're just constantly <laughs> waiting for the beat to drop. Fair, alright, so we've got Love, Nat King Cole. Very different, aren't they? And Eminem, Lose Yourself. Yeah, you wouldn't hear them back to back in a other radio show. Storm, what songs motivate you? I listen to such like a variety of music. It literally just depends on the mood I wake up in. Okay. Because one one minute it can be like the old school hip hop R&B, like the Biggies Mm. and the Tupacs. And then the next day it will be like Doja Cat. And it's it's just way too vast to pick one. Wow. If you were to wake up like this morning, like today, what one would you pick? Mm, What motivate you today? This morning, I'm, I'm so tired today. <laughs> so I would say, like, 
slow, you know, slow jams, actual slow jams song, not yeah, just yeah, like yeah. slow jams, that song. Kanye I, Twister, yeah, yeah. Jamie Foxx, that kind of song today. Interesting, fair, great song, fair. I think a motivating song is like it's got to be heavy. I like something down with what's they called, Chasing Status, they had an album, and it's like I make hits, not the public. Oh that, yeah, I tell the DJ what to play. Yeah, that that works. Dizzy Rascal, heavy. Dizzy and Chasing Status. My name's Dizzy Rascal. I entertain. I've got a hot head, but I use my brain. A lot of wicked MCs, but we ain't the same. That in the gym is just like, mm, mm, mm. That's great. Um, if you're doing hit workouts, which I don't do anymore, but when I did, uh, 21 seconds. Because it okay. tends to be about the time you need for each thing. Fair. So 21 seconds, like, mm, 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 mm. mm. I think if you've got motivation, just put on Nikki's verse for Monster and you're good to Oh go. my God, that verse is literally, like, that would just make me so happy. I just could be in the work. worst mood ever. What's, oh, there's a Drake track, I can't think what it is. On his, um, Nothing Was The Same, not Nothing Was The Same, the album before that. The good album, the best album, Take Care. Oh, I can't think what it is. But the way he's talking is like, everyone's doubting me, but I'm, but I'm going to come and get it, that kind of. Fair. I need like a song that's got a bit of, to it yeah 50 cent if i can't if i can't do it it can't be the yeah that kind of me versus the world chip on my shoulder kind of song she's got a follow-up question she's on it uh what's something that gets you up in the morning or something that you push yourself to do every day Ooh. Kids, does that count? Does that count? These kids yeah, be yeah. in our room like, hey, it's time to wake up. Lion, what's that? Get up. Um, I just generally always have stuff to do. Like, I mm. don't like it when I don't have anything to do. So I become like a martyr to the cause of making me happy, essentially. Mm. Like, I ensure that I have so much to do that I feel consistently like I've got a lot to do. Right. So I'm sort of a martyr but to my happiness, if that makes sense. <laughs> There's no point being a martyr to anyone else's happiness, but if I'm going to be a martyr to anything, it would be for me. So, like, essentially, I just always have stuff to do, so I have to get up in the morning. Is that literally, like, creating a almost like a to-do list of things that need to be done the next day so that you know what you're waking up to get done? Yeah, like, I don't understand when people are like, oh, like, so I'm so bored, I've got nothing to do, because anyone that is feeling that way, I've got a million stuff that they could do for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's like, I've got house stuff to do. I need to go to the shops. You could go and order me some stuff online. Like, I've always got stuff to do. Mm. So, I think that's important to. Otherwise, like, what's your purpose? You can't always get your purpose from other people. Sometimes you just have to provide it for yourself. Fair. So, it's actually rather than like a, a deeper rooted thing or getting up in motivate and uh, meditation, it's like, I've just got stuff to do. I'm going to get up and crack yeah. on and do it. Also, I'm not really for that fluffy vibe. No, not a fluff, not a fluffer. No, and although you say you are, you're not really either. Me? Yeah, because you you said you're going to do these morning notes, and the last like four four mornings you've not done it, so it's like no. it's just not practical. No, no, it's a nice when the mood catches you. When the mood catches you, but yeah, unless I make a decision the night before that tomorrow I'm waking up, I'm doing this, this, and this in the morning. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. It's really easy to get up when there's stuff that needs to be done. I've right. got to go to work. I've got right. this project to work on. Like, when it's specific, easy. Jump out of bed, get it done. When it's, when I've got free time, ugh. I'd stay in bed because everything can wait. Like, nothing's that important. So, yeah, I think having a purpose, having a 
something you're working towards, having a bigger project, having something that needs to be done, motivates you to get up way more than if you're just, ah, I'll see what happens and sort of freestyling the day. What about you, Storm? What, what wakes you up in the morning? My alarms. <laughs> no. um, yeah similar things like I've got goals that I want to reach and places that I want to be at and things I want to do in order to do that I've got to get up and work and that that's it but on the weekends if I've not got plans I'm just in bed chilling are you a late weekender? like out of bed late weekender yeah. well I used to be but recently my life's been so chaotic that I've not really had the option <laughs> the luxury has gone yeah. What I would say is interesting though. She says it's been chaotic, whereas I feel like you're, you've moved up vibes for me. Oh, your I'm vibes have leveled up. Yeah, this is true. We went from, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I just slept, just chilled out. Did yeah. you have a good week- weekend? I've got about seven stories to tell yeah. you. Yeah. Fair. Like, just like, and I just feel like you're more happy. I don't know. Yeah, it's because it's got, it's got sunny outside now. Oh, I've been <laughs> so, waiting, right? Yeah. Been waiting so Still long. Purely manipulated by weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephanie said anything can happen by tours motivates me. As the lyrics are, anything can happen if you want it enough. Nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, what made you want to start a podcast and motivational assemblies? I guess they're two separate things. Um, we know the assemblies. I feel like we might have answered this before, but in essence, curriculum set, school set. You go in a certain routine, you go in a certain path. If there's not an external voice that comes into your life from your home, from people you meet, from circumstances, then you generally just go with this sort of... You've got the education that everyone gets and then not necessarily picked up any external motivators or exposure to what life can be beyond what you what you learn in school. So we thought, what if we could come in and be a voice that, levels the playing field by giving everybody some one good information two exposure to new ideas that challenge your your thinking um and three a bit of a breath of fresh air to the education system rather than just complaining about what we don't like in it going in and actually fixing it i think it was the main motivation have i missed anything in that um alicia yeah mommy will make you a smoothie but that's not for you um in regards to assemblies, you said what it could be, which I find interesting. I just feel like it's what life is going to be. Mm. It's just essentially like whether you have people around you to navigate you the right way. Like what you talk about in your assembly is you are going to make assumptions of knowing yourself. Mommy, you are going to make assumptions you're not about. Drinking it. I'm drinking it. It's mine. You are going to make assumptions about what your vision looks like for the future. It's just whether you have enough people around you that are going to guide you in a positive or negative way. And so Kamal's there to just ensure that you have as much positivity in line rather than just the negative. I think a lot of people complain about, oh, well, we started off from different places, so life is unfair from the get-go. Yeah, it is. But Kamal sort of comes in to try and level that playing field at first and now aim a little higher, tries to level that playing field for everyone because it's physically impossible for Kamal to do it all on his own. So um, now, like, Storm goes out and tries to level the playing field for everyone because I think it is unfair. But if you've got some positivity from somewhere, no matter how small or big it is, hopefully it can level the playing field a little bit more. That's the thing, and it actually only takes a moment. Um, I think sometimes we... There's this weird feeling where you go, oh, speaking to someone for an hour is not enough. 
and actually let's come in and do the six weeks or let's go and work with someone and, and do mentoring coaching over a year or two years and the issue is it only takes a few seconds to make a change now for some of us for some reason it takes us two years to make the decision to make the change but any good thing that's ever happened to me is based on making a decision and the decision is made in a split second the problem is we take five years to get to this decision or get to this point so I think the power in like these little conversations is for you it might be like one little idea one little trigger one little moment that gives you the permission to go and do the thing that you know full well you can do uh, if that makes sense that storm we missed anything from your point of view I think so covered everything yeah mm-hmm. thank you thank you very much <laughs> uh, and then why do we start the podcast for me the podcast well I mean we won't talk about the original start date it was all about the the, the relaunch start date um the podcast is here because if we depend purely on being brought into your school by schools or go to speak at your college go to speak at your company by the people in charge of bookings then that means we're leaving it down to budget that year we're leaving it down to timing they might see it as something that'd be great once a year as opposed to three times a year podcast We'll just be here every week and you have the power to tune in yourself, ask questions you want, take it in the direction that you want to take it. And it's just a consistent way of keeping in touch and, and keeping keeping your 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 outlook positive. Um, why do you guys do the podcast? I think it's just interesting to talk about different topics every week and to hear different people's opinions because we all have, I feel like we all have different opinions but they all make sense when they're put together. So to talk <laughs> about topics that people might only see one perspective on online or on the news or whatever and then shedding some light on what like the average person's opinion would be is my thing and it's fun (laughs) it's like a little gossip session every week (laughs) (laughs) fair and it's the last day of half term so i'm sure you can probably hear in the background that the little one is is here and basically wanted to be a feature but it's doing that middle ground thing where I'm like, cool, come feature, sit here, be, be a star. But no, she's creeping behind in the background. You can just see her on the camera. But hey, if that's what makes you happy, Alicia, you do you. You do you. Um, so obviously tomorrow you is... You actually didn't ask my opinion on the podcast. Did I not? Well, I threw it over and then... Apologise. Let me throw it back. <laughs> Eliza, what about you? Why do you do this podcast? Um, I, I get like heavily... I'm actually... When you said that, I was like, actually, I'm quite annoyed. <laughs> um, because I feel like we did the podcast, yes, for the, the different opinions, firstly. And I think the second opinion was, like, a lot of people said, oh, well, we didn't know things like that, or school doesn't teach us that, or how am I supposed to find the answers for that? And I feel like that's what we're here for. So um, there was always, like, a need to have a resource where people could go to ask questions about just anything in life, whether that be relationships, career how to manage school, finances, whatever. And we're able to either answer those questions or if we're not able to answer them, go and find out information from our network and give the answer to you. What I do find very interesting is that people don't want to ask those sort of questions because actually they're fine with sort of falling on their ass and just blaming the government for the education system. So I know that we are here that we do offer this. So if someone's going or complaining at school saying, oh, nowhere, nowhere exists, we are here and we don't get paid for it. We do it for free. It's just you're incapable of using the resource that's there in front of you. And like you can complain until the cows come home, but you'll probably fall on your ass at some point. 
I agree. The the problem oftentimes isn't a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. Like I think 100%. that that hits the nail on the head because you can like you say, the in this day and age, there's just nothing you can't find out. You can't go and find a resource. Like if you are sat in school going, This system doesn't care about me, it's not teaching me about real world. It takes you three seconds to jump on YouTube and find something. And it's not if I don't know how we did it. But somehow they managed to make a mobile phone not become a luxury exclusive item, mm. which is really odd. I don't know how they've done it, because like you said yourself, they're expensive. Um, I don't know how they managed to make it not a luxury item, but it is somehow not a luxury item. Like most people have access to a phone of some kind. You've got access to libraries at school for computers. You've got access to YouTube. Like you can go and find out anything. I was banned banned in my house from doing DIY <laughs> went on YouTube I've done a whole bunch of DIY it's been great so in that sense you are able to access anything so I completely agree we've got the resource here if you don't use it why why not because you lack resourcefulness as opposed to resources I also just like Again, um, so apologies for last week if anything that I said got misconstrued. I was not saying that you're a bad parent if your child gets an eating disorder or anything like that. What I was saying is, the consi- and, and my bad because I don't think I made that abundantly clear, but what I do think is bad parenting or just bad people in general is when we consistently look to the government or greater sources that have more money or whatever to look after us. I think that's a bad point of view because we'll complain about the government, we'll complain about wealthy companies, we'll say that they don't care about anyone, but yet when we have any social problem or any problem that we face, we look to them to solve that problem. Well, wrong, because inevitably, as as they've become so wealthy or as they've become so in power, they're not doing it for your well-being. So we need to try and figure out the problems or solutions ourselves. I genuinely believe that the only people that know what's best for our kids is the parents of those kids. I don't think anyone else knows because all children are very, very different. We can study kids' psychology until the cows come home, but no one knows kids like the parents knows kids, their own kids. Um, and I think the same thing comes from students or the education system when we look to the government to solve everyone's problems or the education system's problems we lack the knowledge that we actually internally have in our communities we used to engage in well I did anyway engage in conversations with my grandparents um and unfortunately I had my granddad until like I was about seven eight years old but I I was still able to engage in a conversation with him about the things that he saw about how life is different and learn about history from his point of view and I didn't need to know about Tudors or um, (laughs) the kings and queens I needed to know from my perspective how society has changed over time and how it is going to change. My nana couldn't bear to see my mum in a pair of jeans. And now it's just like very normal that women wear jeans. Like, but that's a massive social change. So I think when, and it, and it teaches us how to deal with the older generation, we're all like, well, you need to be inclusive and you need to do this. But if they're thinking it's such a leap for a girl to be in jeans, imagine like how far we've come now where girls have their belly button pierced. I'm walking around with earrings and like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just think, we have to take into consideration everyone's psychology. And I think the only way to do that is to look at 
our community and have those conversations and see where everybody else is coming from see what networks we actually have because I don't believe that wealthy people are the only people with networks but I do believe they're the only people that are taught to use their resourcefulness because they have to or their parent has or their grandparent has working class people inevitably try to keep their life very secretive because no one is on the the road they want to be on and everyone has a sort of like chip on their shoulder to be like, oh, my house is messy or I'm not where I need to be or um, I don't want to tell people about my finances because it's embarrassing. Guess what? That's just life. I have no worry of walking into anywhere going, can you do me a discount for that? Mm. My mum would never do that because working class people are so worried about the shame that they might feel. And it's like, you only know, I only know that that's okay because I surrounded myself with people that had a little bit more money that weren't afraid to ask. But <laughs> I think like engaging with different people and learning from them will teach you so much more than whatever the government can give you, whatever the the school system can give you because it's there to provide you a certain education to hit a certain criteria. That, by the way, is super important. You need to learn how to read and write and you need to learn how to spell and you need yeah, to know facts. how to read the time. Like, that is super important. You need to work out percentages because when you go and get a mortgage, when you're trying to get clothes and discount in stores or whatever, yeah. you need to know that you can go to the cash to pay and actually pay for it. Yeah. Like, no one's going to work out for you and if you don't know how to do percentages, your phone isn't going to tell you either. Like, you need to know how to use it on a calculator so I do think that what the school system teaches you is important what I don't think is they should be teaching you everything in the whole of life because getting that from one certain perspective yeah, from one area is always going to be significantly a problem when you go to university you shouldn't just learn from your lecturers you should go and talk to people that have come from different countries and learn about their backgrounds as well because that's so important so I just think Government is important, school is important, but community is also super important. Yeah. So lean on all of them. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think that aspect or that way of looking at the world, of looking around you and going, okay, who do I, who do I know? Who's in my network? Who's got slightly more knowledge in this area? Mummy. Oh, oh, is that, is that another child? Is that another child who's got slightly access, slightly more access than I? Who's got different experiences? And I think also safe spaces where you can disagree and you can hear different opinions. I think that's a massive problem. When you get all your information from one source, one place, you just get that information regurgitated to you. And that's probably one of the most annoying things about social media now, what they've done with the algorithms where they've made it all. You like this, you think like this. Well, guess what you're going to see? More of this, more of this. And you can really fall into this hole of thinking the single way you view the world is the right way as opposed to one of many ways. Which is why then when you have conversations like we had last week and, you know, Eliza makes a table like that. She's then going to come back and go, oh, let me explain where I was coming from because people hear it and are like, oh, I feel offended by that. As opposed to, oh, here's an idea that I don't agree with. Let's explore that. Why don't I agree with it? What made me feel uncomfortable with that idea? What self-reflection could I do that maybe... We lose that when we're always surrounded by the same source of information, relying on other people or other places to help us and solve our problems it takes away all independence takes away all power and it's a very dangerous place to to get to so no i i fully agree i fully agree uh what do you think storm when it comes to your your sources of information how do you keep it fresh i just talk to real people like people in real life i don't base my opinion on what i see on social media because as we know social media is not a real place <laughs> and everything can be edited and everything 
needs context and a lot of times it's lacking context on social media so what you see isn't isn't face value mm. so i think just talking to real people of different ages and different positions and getting different opinions and not having a conversation to argue about it but having a conversation to understand yeah is kind of what what i tend to do and it, it works i mean i'm quite opinionated in general so mm. most of my conversations turn into debates but it's just that having conversations with different people like there's things i'll come to like you for that i won't come to you for because why what do you mean you come to me for what do you mean what just, do you mean i just know that i'm not gonna like it's just not the same kind of disrespect it's not the same kind of mentality for certain things and then certain things i've come to come out for that i won't come to you for and the same thing with my mom and my friends and yeah everything like that like go to people who you know would be useful for the things you're trying to get like the information you're trying to get or the clarity you're trying to get you can't just go to anyone mm. so i wouldn't go to my friends about a situation that i know they're going to have the exact same mentality about as me because it's not going to be helpful you're just validating what i already feel like yeah i'd much helpful. rather go to like my mom who's older or you guys than to go to them yeah and it's just like pick and choose carefully because you can get validated that's fine but if you're looking for solutions or advice or information You've got to go to the right sources and most people will just go to instagram or tiktok and that's where everyone's starting to talk the same think the same tell me about it yeah everything's becoming very gray because everyone's going to tiktok yeah for an opinion yeah and you can tell a regurgitated opinion so clearly as well mm -hmm. you know the same phrasing the same uh justifications behind arguments it's like once on a time three people could share the same outcome like their opinion on the, on the outcome but their opinions on how we get there could be so different whereas now it's like no this is it this is what equality looks like this is what fairness looks like this is what this looks like this is unfair and it's like geez can we just go back to having a bit of original thought and yeah okay. i don't know when we all decided that tiktok was gospel because like, <laughs> tiktok is just random people sharing their opinions or sharing their viewpoints but for some reason someone can make a tiktok video on a topic and suddenly that's just facts and nobody yeah. is like doing their own research or trying to find out any relevant information storm that's because tiktok is the research what i do find funny though is like even that word facts you know when you see like i don't know like i get advertised quite a lot like mums that are I don't know, like, the dad's doing this and the mum's doing this or whatever. Mm. And then, like, people are like, oh, this is so fat, fat, fat. And I'm thinking, no. Like, <laughs> it's actually not. It's great stereotypes. Like, the dad is, like, I don't know, like, playing on a PlayStation game where the mum is washing and, like, doing dealing with the kids and whatever. Like, it... Well, it sounds great. I can understand that that's what it feels like, <laughs> but actually, like, it's not that. Yeah. And, I mean... Even in our life, yeah, I'd say the kids probably come to me more, but you're out on the road more. Yeah. So, like, the actual practicality is there's so many, like, nuances that come to that stereotype that I can understand on the surface level that that is very facts. And I find it funny that people, like, love to agree with things that make their lives look harder, just so we can be like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah, that's so facts. Life is so much harder now, like, trying to get on the housing ladder. It's like... You used to buy a house for like sixty pounds, and it's like, yeah, inflation though, guys. Like equally, they used to get one pound an hour. Like let's not let's not compare yeah. because I think 
I don't know, just everything has nuances to it. So be very careful when you're you're looking at things, regardless of whether people really agree with it and how viewed it is. Because I think sometimes, like, I find those videos funny and I might like it, but that doesn't necessarily that I agree with it. Mm. They're two very different things. I can like comedy and I can think that some people, what they say is hilarious. Do I actually think their ideas are phenomenal? No. <laughs> Do I agree with everything they say? No. Most of the time, I never agree with anything that everyone says. I think anyone that agrees with anything that everyone says is odd. <laughs> it's true. That's a good point because I feel like half the time when you have these discussions or have these issues with, you know, when there's when there's a certain person in the media who's getting all the attention of, oh, what 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 this person says is really bad, so we shouldn't listen to him, or this person's really good, so we should all listen to them. And I look at them both and go, well. Half of what they're saying is a load of rubbish. Half what they're saying is a load of rubbish. But half what they're saying is absolutely, I completely agree with, and vice versa. I, I completely agree with that sentiment of, like, you should have people picked out for different bits of their personality that you respect and or character traits that you would like yourself. And you should go to them for those particular opinions or character traits, but never look at someone as, like, a carbon copy and go, they're correct. Everything that comes out of their mouth is correct. They are the holy grail of information because I don't, I just don't think it exists. Um, did you see the Elon Musk interview with the BBC person? <laughs> no. So, basically, like this BBC person goes and interviews Elon Musk, and um, essentially he basically says that Twitter has more hate crime now than it ever used to have, mm. or hate speech now than it ever used yeah. to have. And um, Elon's like, "Can you give me an example of that?" And this guy has, like, no examples of it going up. He was like, well, I used to follow this thing, but I, I let it go three weeks ago or whatever. And he was like, so you can't give me one example, but you've just come here ex basically saying this Twitter has put hate speech up, but you can't give me anything. Mm -hmm. Because obviously he's allowed everyone to have a platform now. Um, and then in the interview, Elon says, oh, you thought this was the BBC interviewing me. <laughs> like, and I find that so interesting because the person that's the most prepared, yeah. and I was saying to Kamal, firstly, Elon Musk sat in silence. And yeah. people hate silence, but it shows how much control in the room that he has. Secondly, he's a very intelligent man. So, like, generically, he'll have more facts than the guy from the BBC. But therefore, you should come with a lot of facts and not just make statements. In that argument, automatically, you straight away believed that Elon was right, regardless, because actually Elon hasn't presented any facts either. Yeah, true. But it was just the fact that when the other guy was asked for facts, he didn't have any. Yeah. He never asked Elon for facts because Elon run that conversation. Yeah, yeah. So neither of which do I believe is true. I don't know whether hate speech has gone up. I don't know whether it's gone down. But inevitably, I am more likely to move forward and believe Elon Musk than I am the BBC part person because if you're going out there to make a statement and you have no evidence to back it up and when questioned on it even for a minute yeah it you fell apart didn't it? you can't respond that says that you're just saying certain things because you feel a certain way mm. and i don't necessarily believe feelings but equally i also think that when you're going into a certain circumstance you have the right to question that person regardless of their authority so he should have said to elon what do you have in regards to hate speech what's your policy on hate speech how do you render whether someone is hate speech or not yeah. do i have to say and be very explicit about it do i have to say this person is a blah blah yeah and then get taken off or is that okay yeah. Because that would have flipped the switch a little bit, but he didn't. And I yeah. just find, I find things like that very, like, n interesting. I think it's a, it's a, um, a great example of what's going on 
in in wider thought. Like you say, he's read something somewhere that said hate speech has gone up at, at on Twitter. He's obviously internally believed that. They sent him out to do this interview, and he's gone in there already with the belief hate speech has gone up on Twitter. Hasn't bothered to research it. Hasn't can't even think of his own anecdotal example. But will sit there with full confidence and go hate speech has gone up on Twitter. What are you going to do about it? And it's what a lot of people do when you get information from a single source. You believe that source must be right. You don't look into it further. You just agree with it blindly. And it's the same. You do. It's not even a social media thing either. People do it with newspapers. If you read a certain newspaper, I can ask you the same question about the same incident. You're going to have a different uh, opinion if you read a different newspaper. You've got to become a well-rounded person in all areas of your life. Not just... You're not just in the sense of like health, fitness, relationships, but also in the sense of how you think and where you source your information from and how you view that information. You take everything with a grain of salt and go, okay, that's really interesting, A, B, and C. Let me just go and look at this um, at this contradicting place and see where they line up, where they disagree. And now let me take a step from both of them and just think, my for myself, in my own experience, how does it match up with these facts? And I think if we can continue to do that, we start to get into this place where people have original thoughts, original opinions, and you know what you stand for much more than I feel like we currently are now. I like it. I like it. Just one last point and then I'm out. Hit me. Because I've spoken way too much. This is what happened last week and I said something controversial. <laughs> um, I think on either side, liberals generally like to talk about society as a whole. And on the conservative side, people like to talk about the individual. So I found it very interesting that Elon Musk was like, in your personal experience, I don't care about society. I don't care about what society thinks in your personal experience. Mm. So when you go to have a conversation, and I feel like the same with Andrew Tate, a lot of people Mm. make the argument for Andrew Tate and they're like, well, he's causing disruption to society. He's making men more misogynistic. And on a personal level, what is he actually saying? And the same Mm. thing happened to Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson doesn't actually talk about society as a whole. He very much homes in on the person. What are you doing to better yourself? And especially men in regards to what Jordan Peterson says. But I think when you're having an argument or you believe for anything, make sure that there's both a personal um, positive and there's a societal positive. And if you cannot find both then I would argue that it's not overly positive. You need to find like a good argument. I don't really know what Andrew Tate does for like personal people, but I do Mm. know that Jordan Peterson as a whole, on a personal level, he does want to make men stronger. He does want to like certain Mm. things like clean your room, although it seems like very small. I know a lot of boys when I was growing up that didn't have a tidy room, that did look to their parents to do things and like wash their clothes and things like that and what happens there is they don't take responsibility for themselves and their own actions and what they say and what they do and therefore you're producing people that aren't actually going to be an asset to society so in general there's a positive to most of his arguments for society on a macro stage and on a micro stage for that personal individual because that personal individual might feel more responsibility and might be like quite proud of themselves that they actually are able to look after themselves um so I think make sure that whoever you're arguing for um, and whatever point you're arguing for, where, wherever you've heard it, make sure that it has a good macro and a good micro mm. response. Mm. Yeah, there's a wider benefit and a local benefit as well. Because that BBC person went in there and went macro, 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 but when asked for micro, <laughs> had nothing. 100%, 100%. Ah, freestyle episode today, man. We're just whatever's whatever's on your mind whatever's going on 
I think that interview was absolutely hilarious. I enjoyed every second of it because I think Elon was just a master of communication in that moment while the other lad was not. Um, and it's just one of those skills that's worth working on. Um, and I, we've been saying this a lot recently to people who have been like, oh, what's the point in school or what's the point in this? That you need to find within everything you do, every challenge, everything you're taking part in, a personal takeaway that isn't necessarily directly connected with that thing. IG. Uh, IG, that's Instagram. EG. (laughs) You learn to... You have to start doing history. You don't like history. Cool. Fair enough. You don't like history. Understood. But rather than writing off that entire subject, why not figure out what skill can I learn from this time in history that's going to help me moving forward? Like the ability to do research. Like the ability to look back and notice patterns in behaviours and see if you can predict patterns moving forward to see if you can notice themes that continue in different parts of the world in different uh, structures of power and see patterns like there's so many nuanced lessons within every challenge and everything that you've got to do that if you make the mistake of writing it off completely because you don't like it or you don't enjoy it you miss out on these powerful lessons that could help you in the future and I don't think there's been a single job volunteer experience club that I've ever taken part in that I haven't left with some kind of lesson that's going to make me better even if I'm not ultimately good at the thing that I joined if that makes sense um if you can start doing that from now and do that moving forwards all that happens is year on year you just get a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better until ultimately you do find your thing you do find your area and you go to that area not just with the expertise needed for that area but being a well-rounded, well-layered person. Uh, And I think that's how you go and dominate whatever it is you want to go and do. Um, For example, right, Storm ran away from a horse when she got taken horse riding, yeah? Now, Storm, what did you you learn from that moment where you ran away from the horse? That I was scared of horses. (laughs) No, um... I'm not scared of... I didn't run... Okay, I didn't run away from the horse. That's not what happened. I just made the executive decision to not get on the horse, but I didn't run. Mm. But um, I just found that I didn't. I wasn't going to do horse riding. So that, that's it. Like, I'm not scared of horses. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think you're scared of horses. I'm it's not fine. scared it's of fine. horses. It's fine. I just wanted to... I'm scared of clowns and I'm scared of heights. So and and of what did you learn from like the when you reversed into the the lamppost? What did you What did you learn? What did, what did, did you take you away? What did you take you away? Reversed into the lamppost. Well, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gents. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure having you all here today. <laughs> I learned you've got to look around. I think you got to really like take a moment to look Listen around. Listen to the senses in the car. Use your use your. Mirrors. No, 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 no! I'm telling you, the senses didn't go off. You've got the to look around. I'm t- the sensors did not see. Sometimes the lamppost can be so thin that the sensors don't see. It. Oh, and the camera that shows you what the you're cam- reversing. The again, you didn't see it either. again, the right. camera it wasn't clear. I don't know if it's the lighting on the day, if the sun's behind the wow. lamppost causing a. I don't know. For but context, I'm- when I reversed into the lamppost, it was my first driving lesson <laughs> ever. When you reversed into the lamppost, it was like a few weeks ago. So look, it was my third month driving this car okay so it was it's different it's mm. automatic it's i'm a manual driver over 10 years i have been driving for a long time here's what i learned you've got to take your time you've got to take your time in life you know take your time stop look around see what's going on you know take in your surroundings i think sometimes we're moving through life too quick onto the next onto the next onto the next and that's what i was doing 
Okay. And that's the lesson that I've taken away from that experience. But um, Storm did drive into a lamppost and I just wanted to make sure we got that in before we wrapped up today's podcast. Uh, I don't know if I've got any embarrassing stories for you of driving, actually. I had one literally the other day. <laughs> I have one for you. Do you remember when me and um, Chris were in the car and you were like pulling out and you just scraped the side of the Tesla? Oh. I have that one. And then I also, the other day, I was, can you not remember? We were really in a rush to get to swimming. <laughs> out here, I um, I literally like reversed into the neighbor's bins. They all knocked over. Oh, I yeah. Just, I just drove. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I don't have time. I actually don't have time. I need to go. Yeah. I assumed they were okay. I did a little bit of subtle vandalism. Yeah, just straight into the neighbor's bins. And the child might have stood there like, is yeah, she okay? Like, yeah, <laughs> got a message me like an hour later, like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'd forgotten what had happened to be honest. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check the bins when I get oh, <laughs> Yeah, she hit reverse instead of drive. Oh dear. Oh, I dear. never want to hit either of you criticize me ever again. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. Um obviously before we wrap up the podcast, as always, there's a, a Easter egg. Uh, if you have listened to today's podcast, I just want you to DM us the word random. Because today was a random episode with a bunch of random stuff. There's no clear goal today. We just wanted to do a podcast. So text me the word random and we'll send you a free Aim at Hire purse. If you're Aim at Hire purse, Aim at Hire shirt. Do we do Aim at Hire purses? I don't think we I don't think we're allowed to do that. I think that might be against the law. We won't send you an Aim at Hire person. What we will send you is an Aim at Hire top. So if you send the word random, by DM on Instagram and you're the first, the first person and then the seconds to get a wristband in theory yeah that's the idea so thank you very much for listening it's my birthday tomorrow so feel free to Woo! send out um, gifts send money send love like it's it's all appreciated so uh, yeah see you all soon and next time I see you I won't be 23 anymore I won't be 23 anymore. I'll be slightly older. I'll be slightly older. Big 24 tomorrow, and I can't wait. <laughs> okay. I'll be 29 tomorrow, okay? Send cake. Peace. 29? How does that happen?